0: And what's up guys? Welcome back to the Admin Ball podcast. Week 7, I believe. I believe we're on our 7th episode. Uh I believe. Uh with that being said, thank you to the few people that have listened and tuned in every week. I really appreciate it. Uh we're on our my second solo episode and uh we're going to do one more next week with myself one more time and then after that we're going to end off this first season, I guess you could say, of episodes and I will be continuing on in kind of the fall months once I'm back in college. Season 2. Uh shoot me a text if you'd like to be on season 2. Uh I'll probably be discussing the start of the next NBA season, start of college ball. And just a couple other things and uh, things that have happened in the offseason and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Uh, I apologize for being a little late on this week's episode. Uh, I had a lot of things going on this weekend. So uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, here we go. So, my first topic for today is uh, just talking about the NBA Finals things I've seen, things I've liked, things I haven't. Overall, in this series, it uh, it, it it's been a little like in terms of each individual game, aside from Game One, it's been fairly close. The Nuggets have pulled away late in, late in majority of these games, these first first four games so far, just because of just how dominant they are and just the offensive dominance by Jokic, and then Jamal Murray who's. Arguably, arguably had one of the more underrated uh, playoff performance runs that we've seen in years by a player. That that especially coming off his his scary injury two years ago, and being back for his first full NBA season, and he's now in his in, in his first finals. It, it's it's insane. Uh, you look at it like this dude was out for an entire like two years, and to come back. For, for his season and, and just go crazy and, and not just not just in the playoffs but in the regular season he got it done and now we see him in the finals with with Jokic and it, it's crazy to me like he stuck with it he believes in himself and this is a very confident team that that knows what they're capable, capable of and yeah, I could say all I want about the Nuggets being confident in themselves, but you look at the other the other side and the other team and the Miami Heat, that like I've said time and time again, have done the unthinkable, uh, have had one of the the best runs that we've seen outside of the the 2011 Mavs, in my opinion. So we're looking at like the second best run of all time. I don't think they're going to pull this series out down three one. I, I just think. That um that 2016 Cavs team will I I don't think they're that team like they don't they don't have uh Cavs LeBron in their team they have Jimmy Butler who don't get me wrong is one of the best playoff performers that I've ever seen but um he hasn't put together everything that we we've thought that he was capable of in this finals and it almost goes back to what what we saw in the bubble in the finals a little bit it, even though Jimmy Butler did more of the work and and put his heart out there all, all all bubble long and the finals at the same time it was like he was a little more up and down and he had his start like struggles mainly because he he couldn't get the same help and now, now that he has these these players in um Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent and, and, and Max Struess and all these guys, like, he's got the help now. So he doesn't, he doesn't need to contribute as much as, as he did a few years ago in the finals, but he, he still needs to be that star player that Miami has known for, for all these years now that he's been on the Miami Heat. And he hasn't, he hasn't really shown that. And as a star player, like this is what you're expected to do. It, it, you're given all this money you're given a big contract um all these years and this this expectation is now on you and even though they've defied expectations jimmy butler's defied expectations against the bucks averaging like 38 points a game that whole series 56 points that one game 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 four but like still you're you're now at the point where you've defied the expectations, and now it's like Jimmy Butler, where where are you? Like you're averaging, I don't know, like 21, 22. You're you're not averaging what you used to, and could it be because he's a little more exhausted? Maybe later, uh, having to put up the points that he did earlier in the season or, or in the playoffs. Sure, it could be that reason, but I still think. And I still think everyone else knows that he's he's capable of much more. We we know what he's what he's what he can do. And I just get the feeling Eric Spolstra is kind of just like he's trying to hone in on that like for him in, in timeouts and, and in locker room at halftime. Cause if I was Eric Spolstra, I would I would just constantly hammer that in him. Like you've had the confidence and you've had the mindset all playoffs and all series and all season being the underdog team and he can pull it out and he has to continue that faith and just even if he has an off game just continue to, to keep playing the way that you play continue to be jimmy Buck- jimmy buckets and that's what's going to get it done and potentially even who knows maybe they win tonight in um in game five I don't think that uh, it's – it really is going to be difficult, especially now that they're going to Denver. And, yeah, the Miami Heat won a game on the road this series. But still, they've only lost one game at home. The Nuggets are one of the scarier teams at home that we've seen in in a couple years now, being how dominant they've been, home or away, honestly. But still – they have to be mentally sound and, and just communicative wise throughout the whole game tonight, or it, it it could get ugly really quickly. It really can. It could be a blowout. It it could if Jokic plays how he always does. You know, just being the dominant player he is, the dominant center, the top ten center that I think he is already. Then um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really tough night for this Heat team. I really have faith in the Heat to win one more. Like I said, I think it, it could be a six-game series with the Nuggets still winning, but it's all too—it's to, a tough task for this Miami Heat team going into Denver tonight. It really is, but they've proved people wrong all all year. Jimmy Butler has proved people wrong all year, and I think they still have a shot. They really do to win one more game. Not this, I don't think the series. I don't think a 3-1 comeback is possible with this team. But, hey, they could obviously prove me wrong. And honestly, I would love to see that. I would love to see a comeback. I really would. But with that being said, moving on to my next topic here. If I can pull it up real quick. This year's NBA draft. So, obviously, we know some of these top guys... That are going to be drafted. We know about Victor. Wemben, Benat, Banana, or whatever his name is. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Wembenyama, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, just... I I understand, you know, I understand his hype. You know, he's this crazy, like, 7'4", 7'5", 7'4", five guy. He's extru- His wingspan is crazy. He's got that crazy Giannis wingspan. And at the same time, the way he handles the ball and drives it up the f- the floor like a point guard is really impressive. I can't even lie to you. But he he needs to, you know, put his work in in the weight room. Not that I don't think he's not doing that already, but you know, continue to continue to eat <laughs> eat more, turn into turn into Giannis, and, and just just build build his body up. And hopefully that's what he's doing right now. Uh, as he's going to be drafted into this league and, and obviously now that we're all assuming assuming he's going to be a spur in in the next like ten or so days when he's drafted but i think that that could be with him and um greg popovich that's going to be that's gonna be something really special uh Popovich we know he's one of the greatest nBA coaches of all time, top three coach of all time in the nBA in history and it's we know we know what he's done with tim duncan being a number one pick and the last time the spurs drafted a number one pick what they were what they ended up doing winning multiple championships i think that if they really they really need to make a few different moves this offseason i don't i don't think it needs to be crazy jumps they have a few young guys that have, have some star potential. Don't get me wrong. They could be all-stars. They have some guys. But if, if, if Victor is all that we, we have made him out to be, the hype around him, the greatest hype around a player since LeBron, which I, I honestly don't get because LeBron was a high school player with all the hype around him, which is unbelievable. Like that's never has that ever really happened before? I don't think so. I like to have the hype as the chosen one in high school, it's just not the same thing in my eyes. So I just, I just look at I just look at his career, LeBron's career, the hype being being labeled as if you're not living up to this potential or even exceeding it, you're you're gonna you're a failure as a player, is basically what they told him. And LeBron took that on and was like, "I will own up to it if that doesn't happen." And he definitely exceeded expectations by far. So, with now the pressure on uh, Victor, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see. I'll, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does as a spur in his first year. Especially if he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, it, there might just be a bunch of different questions. And just a lot of people just, like, in shock, basically. Like, this guy is not winning Rookie of the Year. Or or is winning championships in four or five years, at least. Then he's going to be one of the biggest busts ever. Probably, with the hype around him. So, you have him, obviously. You got Scoot Henderson, G League prospect. And that dude, that dude is, is massive. That dude's got massive arms. He's like... The complete opposite of what Victor's body is. He's just an all strength, all power guard, and he looks like—not gonna lie—one of the most athletic guards I've ever seen. More explosive than I've ever seen. He up there with Jaw. Might even be more explosive than Jaw, and, and electric to watch. So I'm just—I'm just really excited when he when he'll get drafted. I'm really excited for Scoot. I'm definitely gonna be rooting for him because because. Just just some of his highlights alone have just very, very impressed me. And then obviously he got Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Boys crack. Uh got got Brandon Miller. I was um I was a part of that Alabama game in in Columbia, South Carolina, when they played my team. And with that game going into overtime, man, it really was heartbreaking watch them lose by two points, nearly pulling off that upset. But Brandon Miller, man, dropping over 40 points and getting to witness it, and and his shooting, his his three-point percentage, his ability to create shots—he just reminds me so much of Kevin Durant, which is crazy to say for a college player. But he—he has a lot of game like Kevin Durant, and it's crazy. So, whether he goes to Charlotte or whether he goes to Portland. He's just going to be another fun player. There's a lot of fun players that I'm excited to watch this year, this coming season, and I can't wait for it. And to be honest, I really do hope Scoot goes to Portland. I don't, I don't know if Lillard's going to stay in Portland. Honestly, it it, it would be cool to see Scoot paired up with Dame. I'm not going to lie, just that duo combination. But unfortunately, I don't think Lillard is going to be able to stay there anymore like i don't think he can just take being that franchise anymore like i don't blame him at all like he wants to win and he wants to be surrounded by winners too like he's been he's been in the playoffs all these many times falling short in the first round second round and it's just so unfortunate and if he doesn't win a ring it's going to be one of the most uh, just so heartbreaking man so heartbreaking I want him to win a ring so bad. And I say this all the time because I really do want him to win a ring. With that being said, though, now we move on to our third topic. We have Ronnie James committing to USC a, few, a month or two ago, wherever, whenever it was. But how this will change USC's culture and the culture of that team in general, I just think... He he has a lot of ability to play make and he's he's shown that in his highlights throughout high school in Sierra Canyon. So I'm just I'm excited to see how he does creating plays for his other for his other teammates, and come NC tourney time, it should be it should be exciting to see, you know, how they match up with other teams, and, and especially if they're ranked on the higher side of the seed. What they can do against, uh, you know, like lower-end seed teams. Like a a Fairleigh Dickinson this year upsetting Purdue or, you know, any number one of those teams. Furman upsetting Virginia. Like a team like that, how they would match up if USC is a higher seed would be interesting to me. And how Bronny James, you know, collects his mental state and, you know, can can perform against all that pressure to me is going to be like the key factor is just pressure for Bronny. We know what his father has been capable of, but can Bronny live up to pressure is going to be kind of one of the main points that I'm looking to see from him is is pressure. I know I've seen, we've seen him be a big time performer, but pressure-laden games, especially when it comes to win, win or go home, do or die in those kinds of situations that's what i'm looking to see and i haven't looked in too much into the rest of the usc team i'll probably look into that but i'm interested to see how he how he works out with all these other teammates because i'm pretty sure one of the one of his guys one of his buddies on usc is a good friend of his so that chemistry might just make them one of the better teams one of the one of the top top 15, 20 teams in the country and they could be in the top. They could be ranked very early in the season if their chemistry is there. And if Bronny lives up to what we know he's capable of, but uh, yeah, that's just my two cents on that topic and what I, what I look to see for in Bronny as, as we look to, we look ahead to this next NCAA season. And my last topic for today is, is the Celtics championship window closing if Jalen Brown leaves this offseason and does not get that contract extension that we all think he will. Now, this for me, I feel like it is more of a easier thing to to kind of talk about and explain. But um, you know, I don't think it's all that easy to say, you know. I think it's not. I think it's definitely close. If he if he leaves, you know, he's another heart and soul to this team, kind of like Marcus Smart is. He's not that piece. There's plenty of guards in the league that can replicate kind of replicate what he does. But Jalen Brown was kind of like one of the better second options in the league this season, and they were like the highest scoring duo in the league all all year long with Jason Tatum. So I don't think that the window will be closed. As long as they roll with... If Marcus Smart is gone, I think that's going to be very, very tough for them to work with. Uh, Derek White is another guy. Very difficult to get wins. Very difficult to win in the playoffs without a player like him. Same with Rob Williams. His size and the ability to get up and block shots. The ability to get back and get in the paint and down low and be aggressive that we see from him that would be another letdown because if Jalen Brown leaves they need to create room they need to create room for him and that's the major issue so for me I don't think that it's closed regardless of what happens if Jalen Brown leaves I don't I don't see the window closing I think the Celtics team as a whole and their identity has always been deep playoff run make it to the finals conference finals conference finals last four the last like five years have been conference finals so and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have had success since they enter the league so I think Jason Tatum being that first option and kind of being the face of the franchise right now it is going to have them a lot of success and they're going to continue to be successful with that So, with that being said, I just don't see that window closing for them. I think there's a lot of things they have to work out. Coaching-wise, even though Joe Mazzulla is going to stay a coach, I saw that they're working out an assistant coach job with this other guy. So, in terms of staffing and and just leadership and all those other qualities that you look for in a team deep in the playoffs, I think that's going to be a bigger factor than um, than the rest of this team, in my eyes. And, man, I just, I I cannot believe that they're not in the finals because they really should be. They were the better team against the Heat, and they got absolutely cooked. Almost came back, but then they did all that just to get cooked in Game 7. So, (laughs) you know, I'm proud of this team for coming back and, you know, defying the odds and, and just almost pulling it off. But uh, going down 3-0 it is never, ever the way to go out. And it happened. Unfortunately, it happened. And I-, I hope they turn around. I turn it around. I hope they figure things out. And I, I still believe in this Celtics team. And I always will. And, um, yeah, with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the M&Ball Podcast. Thank you guys for listening once again. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, three pod, three podcast availabilities for you guys would be Apple, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and of course Spotify. Those are the three platforms I'm on. Thank you guys. Lastly, for listening, hope you enjoyed, and um, yeah, peace.